Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our hosts look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to build a space between a hard place and a rock is all we do. But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I am here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the internet's bullshit. With me today is Will Croxwell, aka Dr. Crox. Do you have a tagline? Did you did you think of one before the episode? Get fucked, nerds? I don't know. Is that <laughs> <laughs> to be absolutely clear, Will is of course talking about the nerds who don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but also, if you are listening to this podcast, I hope you do get fucked, but in a nice, gentle, <laughs> uh, romantic connection and a, a blessed union of souls. Like, I hope your genitals rub other genitals consensually and and passionately. Yeah, definitely passionately, enthusiastically. Yeah, vigorously. But all all of the above. Mm-hmm. On the show previously, we have mentioned Camp uh, Run Amok. We had Kalia. Who up until recently? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was co-hosting the show, The Whores in Room Six, which was an absolute gem. But she has moved on to some other projects. Will was actually my camp counselor at Whiskey Summer Camp. I, I remember getting text messages from you saying, "You better be dead. Where are you?" But I had actually just passed out on a toilet. <laughs> Because I was like, I can't go to bed until all of you, until I knew that you guys were all in bed. Because, you know, there were like mountain lions and stuff. So you, you could have gotten eaten. I could have wandered into the wrong holler. Uh, yeah, you, you, you could have. Or there's a gentleman who had an issue with sleepwalking when he had too much to drink and he wandered into the women's cabin next oh, to no. theirs and uh, peed all over a woman. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I, I don't even know how to deal with that. It was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah. No, getting peed on by a rando drunk person in the middle of the night is probably the worst way to experience camp, I, I would think. Or the best. It de- it really depends on what you're into. It, it, it really <laughs> does. That could go either way. That could go either way. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty bad. I'm gonna I'll, I'll say this: it's a no for me, but if it's a yes for you, that's okay. Exa- exactly. Uh, who's to who's to who's to judge? You know, who's to say what's what's right for all eight billion of us? Uh, the United States Supreme Court. Uh, yeah, that's true. Or or uh, Governor Abbott, because I'm down here in Texas. And- oh, you are. Yeah. Uh, I, okay, let's let's jump into some topics. So I I brought Will on the show. I actually sent him a, a link to a few episodes a few months ago, and he's listened to none of those. So this entire oh. show and the format and everything is going to be 100% a surprise, which I find delightful. Normally, it would terrify me if my guest on the show had never listened to the show. I'm like, uh, but I know Will enough, and I have pictures of him having baked beans eaten out of the cup of his sternum. It was graphic. 
it was I, I liked it it opened a, it opened a door within me that probably should have <laughs> stayed shut but you know <laughs> I think you opened a lot of doors that day because you were you were being observed by something like 70 people <laughs> yeah and it grossed uh, I think uh 69 68 of them out which hey this is episode 68 so <laughs> you almost made it to episode 69 I well know. I'm so sorry I know I uh, just gotta bring <laughs> me back for episode 96 because that's my actual favorite sexual position where you just get naked and fart on the back of each other's heads <laughs> that's, will you do a video demo for our YouTube <laughs> uh, I'll do a really bad like paint drawing uh, with some action lines so you get the Oh, as uh, long as there's as long as there's action lines, I'm yeah, not going to watch some boring, <laughs> some boring image of two people farting on each other's heads. Yeah, no, there'll be action oh, lines. I don't know if we've ever actually covered this on the show. Not that you'd know. You've never listened to it. Um, <laughs> but Japanese fart scrolls. Are you familiar? Uh, no, but I am a thousand percent intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a genre of art during the Tokugawa period in which they would draw Japanese citizens, usually from the noble class, literally farting at each other. And they were all comedic drunk, so there'd be like farting battle scenes where people are like farting at rival warriors and blowing them off their horses. So yeah, I I went ahead and I sent you this picture, Will. It is a three-on-three battle. It's on one side, you have three people farting. And on the other side, you have one person farting and then his two allies waving fans to get the other guy's farts away. It seems like the guy with the buddies uh, waving, waving the farts away uh-huh. is winning. That looks like Yo, he's yeah, the... This is, this is a route. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'm going to have to look up more of this. This is... Just Google Japanese fart skulls and the internet's your best friend. Um, I did find another question on r slash too afraid to ask posted by user Kapai. They want to know... Is it true that man can move their balls? I assume by man here, they mean like mankind. Uh, yeah, is it true that man can move their Just one. Yeah, I would like one small step for a man, one giant <laughs> leap for mankind. Yeah. So is it true that man can move their balls? Now, I think there are two ways to interpret this question. One would be, can, you, can they move both of their balls? And the other is, can they move the balls individually? I can move my balls. I don't know that I have the muscular control to dangle each testicle. Like wiggling your ears. <laughs> it's like wiggling your ears. It's like, hey, you want to watch something cool? And you just like making your balls twerk or something like that. Yeah, I did. Like, and like you almost want to put them in like a hula skirt or like a rocket skirt. Like, okay, so here's my vision. Underneath the penis, but over the balls, you put a red skirt. With like a lacy doily underneath. Okay. And then you dance the balls to kick the skirt up. So, so that's And then like, you just let the, yeah, you let the shaft just kind of go side to side like an elephant trunk. I'm I think, think that'd look really good on camera. I'm thinking of the, like the Conan O'Brien dance, you know, where he like has the string on his hips and he like does the, and that's what I'm thinking where they're both like going up and. It's like one leg up, one leg down. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so the, the question asker clarifies, says, I've seen people on TikTok asking their boyfriends and other men if they could move their balls without touching them. And they said, yes, I asked my boyfriend. He said he couldn't and doesn't think they can. So is it true uh, that your boyfriend is lying to you? Yes, it is. <laughs> I am. That first sentence is, first of all, uh, hopefully this Reddit user is not. Actually, hopefully they are listening to the podcast, um, but they need 
to maybe work on their diction a little bit. Uh, I asked people on TikTok asking their boyfriends and boyfriends and other men. I just imagine somebody walking up. It's like a man on like <laughs> Billy Eigner. Is it true that you can move your testicles? Yes or no? <laughs> For a dollar, can you move your testicles? I like I, I like the idea of them like introducing their boyfriend to people, and she goes over. Now that you know my boyfriend, can you move your balls? Yeah. And then the boyfriend gets super embarrassed, and his balls tug up one at a time. It's just like. Right into his abdomen. I mean, like they move if like there's a temperature change, you know, but yeah, I don't think that it's like wiggling. But isn't that just like squeezing your, uh, isn't that just like a Kegel exercise? Yeah, you you just do a little Kegel. But is that really moving them? I mean, it moves them like put, okay, I'll put my hand on my balls. You put your hand on your balls at the same time. This is really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess they're moving a little bit. Yeah, they're moving a little bit. Like you can, like you can, like twerk them. It is kind of like wiggling your ears. Yeah, except you can't do them individually, which I think is a real fucking heartbreaker. Yeah, and that really is. Not like, yet. Maybe we'll evolve. You know, maybe we will evolve. Maybe, uh, may- maybe now that Marvel has introduced mutants to the equation, we'll get somebody who actually has Ooh, that power. So we'll have divine. Mesmerize. We'll have divine wind. And uh, who I'll have to think on this one for a second. Oh, the scrotum puppet master. Uh, He's like, it's a wristwatch that really tells time. (laughs) (laughs) Check out my alien brain. I'm using it to solve the equation. He's like Mr. Fantastic, but he can only like move his. He can only like change the size of his testicles. Well, he changes he changes the size and he he hints at what it is. Like it doesn't actually transform his testicles, but it's something that looks vaguely like something else. And he's just like. Look, it's a fried egg. It'll feed a whole family. (laughs) (laughs) And then people can eat his balls. Rocky Mountain Oyster. Yeah, rock. (laughs) (laughs) Have you, you you lived in Colorado for a while. Have you you had the joy of a Rocky Mountain Oyster? Yeah. uh, uh, I was actually talking about this with somebody the other day. Uh, Yeah, we in Texas, we call them calf fries. I mean, dude, it just, it's fried. Like, it doesn't really taste like anything. Uh, except, except for a bunch, except for juicy loads in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had Rocky Mountain oysters before, but are they always deep fried? Uh, I think so. I remember seeing a movie one time where somebody was eating lamb fries, and uh-huh. they were just off of a bar, and they were pickled. I don't remember what that movie was, um, but yeah, I've only ever had them fried. Um, yeah, the, the moving of the balls. One, I don't necessarily know if I believe this person has a boyfriend. The only thing that makes me doubt this person has a boyfriend is the fact that he said he couldn't. And I think that you and I, after even just mere moments of inspection, have determined that you, in fact, can move your balls. I think that we're two out of two, right? But real scientific, to really come up with a solid scientific theory, we need a larger uh, larger. Well, here's the thing, though. The question isn't, is it true that men can move their balls? It's not that all men can move their balls. It's can man move their balls? And I think that man I, can. Man, man can. Not all, <laughs> not all men can. Not perhaps, all men. But mankind as a whole has the power, the capability, uh, whether by the grace of God or just the uh, dumb happenstance of science and, and, and genetics. But at least two of us can move our balls. And if that makes us heroes, 
so be it. And also, now that I'm looking at the question again, and I, I keep going back to the diction, uh, I asked my boyfriend, and he said he couldn't and doesn't think they can. So is it true? Lexically, what she's asking there is if her boyfriend is telling the truth, <laughs> the way that that sentence is written. Maybe. I asked my boyfriend. He said they couldn't. And No, I, I think she's she asking if the boyfriend's telling the truth. And I think in this case, the boyfriend may be speaking from an incomplete statistical sampling. I'm yeah. sorry, an incomplete testicular sampling. Testicular. Uh, <laughs> because he never asked us and we can both move our balls. Yeah. So guess what? Uh, user Kapai. Yes, man can move their balls. And if your boyfriend can't, it's either from lack of practice or some genetic defect. It's like uh, it's like Archimedes said, give me a scrotum and a place to stand and I can move my balls. <laughs> but speaking of famous mathematicians, I have been cruising uh, the subreddit r slash they did the math. And this is some sort of image. Uh, it's a cartoon. It's three kids who looks just absolutely baked out of their fucking mind <laughs> on top of what looks to be a water tower. Uh, a little boy and like they're dressed super like 1970s preppy. The, the, there's a little boy dumping a container that says LSD 25 on it into the water supply. And then the uh, a little girl is being handed another container by a boy on the uh, on the ladder. So the implication here is that at least two jugs of pure LSD are being dumped into the water supply. Which leads to the question posted by user GlackoBo88, who says, request, how much LSD is needed to make a small town trip? 100K people. Is that uh, what's considered a small town? Where is this uh, person from? That's like. Well, I'll tell you, the, the image itself looks, it looks like it might have been. It does not look like it was produced in America because inevitably in any sort of American illustration, there's going there. If there's going to be a, a homogenous ethnic makeup, it's going to be all white people. I was going and to say they looked Argentinian to me, and I think it's because of the shorts and the socks. The kids are have a slightly darker complexion and dark hair. I, I could see this being from India also, like maybe Mexico City. Yeah. But regardless of where it's taking place. Some place where people can get easier access to LSD 25 <laughs> than the United States. And they're, I think they're siblings. In my head, they're siblings or clones. They could all be clones. In, in my head, they're classmates. Oh, they just, they all have the same face. The idea here is that these polite looking children are going to make the entire town trip balls. Well, here's the crazy thing. So I, I looked into this. The typical dose of LSD is between 25 and 125 micrograms. Scientists have noted doses as high as 20 micrograms per kilogram of body weight that have been observed without lethal effect. So uh, there is no lethal known limit. Uh, so we don't really have to worry about poisoning people. Okay, so I can't overdose on LSD. Heard. Understood. Allegedly. Like, there's always those urban rumors like, oh, he woke up and he thought he was a glass of orange juice forever. Yeah, forever. Like, like an SLC punk. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's talk about how much LSD it would take to get 100,000 people tripping balls. And that's actually pretty easy to figure out. So if we know that a person can get high off of 25 micrograms, you just multiply 25 by 100,000. And that's 
2,500,000 micrograms. How much is 2,500,000 micrograms? Uh, I don't know. Uh, this is America. I don't use the metric system. It's about 2.5 grams. 2.5 grams. Oh, a pure. Of pure LSD is enough. It's not very much. No. Well, it's more than I've ever had. I've never had enough. I've never had enough LSD to take out a population of 100,000 people. And by take out, I mean, take them on a take them on a trip. Take them on a wonderful journey inward to open up their <laughs> third eye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Next week, and I'm going to go around. I'm going to ask if I can find an eight ball of LSD and just do it all. Could you, <laughs> you might, if you took 2.5 grams of LSD, you might die just because. No, yeah, I think you just immediately convert to energy. Yeah, yeah, you would just you would just become one with the universe. You'd reach nirvana. You'd reach nirvana. Cease to exist. You'd reach the center of the universe and hang out with Spock's half brother. Yeah, you you just glow. <laughs> and looking at this, I was trying to figure. I was like, okay, well, that that jar is literally labeled LSD twenty five. We know that two point five grams is enough to intoxicate a hundred thousand people. Those are like four gallons. Yeah, like those potable like, water jugs. <laughs> I think I think these are minimum two gallon jugs. At least, yeah. Your average U.S. gallon weighs three point seven eight kilograms. At that rate, I, I found uh, numerous websites that reported that the biomass of the entire human population of Earth is about three hundred fifty one point one 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 billion kilograms, meaning that it would take eight point seven kilograms of LSD to make the entire planet trip. So they have enough to make the whole world trip twice. But I guess we don't know what the, like, if if that's LSD suspended in water. Like, what is LSD's, like, well, natural LSD's, state? Is it a liquid normally? I mean, I guess. I don't think so. LSD is measured in grams. So. Well, you can measure it, water in grams, right? Because You uh, can measure water in grams, but typically you'd use volume. I don't know. Uh, I, I think everybody gets the point. The point is these kids are about to fuck up the entire planet. And oh, yeah. If only there was a... I was going to say, if only there's a man with dancing balls to stop, then, you know, in a callback to or, the earlier superhero discussion. Yeah. But I don't think it'd be appropriate to have a masked man show his balls to a group of children, regardless of what they're doing. I But he... he uh, you know... <laughs> I don't think there's an appropriate place for somebody to walk up and show strange children their balls. I'm against it. The and children aren't strange. The man's strange. In this case, uh, like well, those, those children, the children in the picture are strange for sure. Those, those kids, those kids are five thousand percent on fucking drugs. Guaranteed. <laughs> oh yeah, I think <laughs> it, it, my head cannon is. Uh, this strange man came up and showed them their balls, hypnotized them with his <laughs> dancing balls, and is now making them dose the entire planet with LSD-25. Uh, and the only person who could stop him is Divine Wind. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to blow the water tower over the power of his <laughs> the power of his farts. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, those kids are about to fuck the world up for sure. But, you know, I, I get where Divine Wind's coming from. And speaking of where Divine Wind's coming from, uh, I do have a question from r slash am I the asshole? This is posted by user slow pianist 4431. And they write, am I the asshole for bringing my sister-in-law's wallet to the restaurant when she conveniently always forgets it? So gut reaction without even getting into any supporting details. You have a sister-in-law who always forgets their wallet before you go out to eat. Is it appropriate to bring that wallet? Without any other context? Yeah. Yeah, I think for so. sure. This is a 28 year old woman and her sister-in-law, Amy, 
comes to visit from out of town. And while she's in town, she stays with them instead of a hotel to save money. And she likes to go to expensive restaurants. So Amy, on this most recent trip, made reservations for her and her brother and her sister-in-law, the question asker, at a very expensive restaurant. And before leaving, the question asker excused themselves. They said, oh, shoot, I've got to go to the bathroom. So she runs back inside, goes to the sister-in-law's uh, the guest room, and finds the sister-in-law's wallet sitting on top of her suitcase. It has clearly been, quote unquote, forgotten again. All right. So they go there. They have the meal. When the bill comes, she asks for separate checks. And then the sister says, no, we need one bill because I forgot my wallet again. And then the question asker reached into her purse and said, this wallet? And apparently that really pissed the sister-in-law off. Is she the asshole? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, the only thing that I could see anybody having an issue with is like that you touch somebody else's stuff. But yeah. Well, it's okay because that sister-in-law was about to spend all her money, and that's kind of like touching her stuff. Yeah, but you could also just be like, you know, you need to Venmo, you know what I mean? If you pull out Venmo or Zelle or Cash App or whatever, you know, there's... Yeah, you know in, what? In the, in the moment, you could be like, okay, well, you need to pay me for your part right now. I don't care that you forgot your wallet. You know what? That's a fantastic point. Like, this is this is completely ignoring the just the sheer availability of banking apps. Yeah. I mean, working at a bar restaurant, you know, it's, it is very frustrating when a group of people come in and they want to split the checks six ways and they all pay with, you know, an Amex gold card. And it's like, (laughs) there's you, you can just Venmo each other and it will be much easier and faster than me splitting your check six or seven different ways. Yeah. Splitting a check. It's not, it shouldn't be as difficult as people make it. And the thing is, I, that's that's one of the things that I like about people who have worked in the restaurant industry. You understand the basic faux pas, and you also start to understand like what's most effective. Because if you're working in a restaurant industry and you're not and you're not aiming for efficiency, you're just not doing a good job, and you're not making money. Yeah, time is time is money in in the restaurant industry for sure. In our awful uh, guests, for which I have a. Uh, infinite amount of disdain's defense. Um, (laughs) It is relatively simple to split checks. It's just incredibly time consuming. And every moment that you're spending doing that for them, it means you're not doing something for somebody else who also needs your attention. So download Cash App, get Apple Pay, get Venmo, get Zelle, get PayPal, get something. And, you know, I mean, I also understand too, you know, you can't necessarily always cover an entire bill, especially at an expensive restaurant. Let's just assume, right, that there's only three of them going out right well i mean let's just shoot what's what's a really expensive dinner for per uh, person i went to sam and nick's last year that did it nick and sam's nick and sam's nick and, yeah nick and sam's yeah so so they can afford to be in either order yeah ex- exactly let's just say what three hundred dollars a person ish yeah just, let, yeah we were we were we were in that ballpark was that including tip or just uh i don't think that was including the tip at all okay that so let's just let, let's just say ball and dinner the best of the best let's just say five hundred dollars including tip yeah go and you can do that and it can say i mean you can do that you can do that a lot of places say so five hundred dollars applebee's is a challenge i want everything twice plus every alcohol i'm pretty sure that, twice. that order is literally on their menu it's just an option it's like option two everything <laughs> twice <laughs> everything twice it's everything twice half price double price apps <laughs> So let's, let's say $1,500. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I don't think that the asker is an asshole at all. No, it sounds to me like the sister-in-law is a 
fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, apparently, the sister-in-law found this Reddit thread and is furious at the asker for bad-mouthing them on the internet, uh, to which the asker has basically told them to go fuck themselves. Uh, <laughs> unless her name is actually Amy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like unless he just did the air quotes just, you know, <laughs> to kind of be an a-hole. Yeah. Uh, Amy kind of sounds like a piece of work. Just, yeah. I, I, you know, I always try to take these things with a grain of salt because you never, you know, it's always you're just one, one person. You're getting one side of one the story. Side, yeah, but. And, and this person sounds like they could have a streak that would lead to them doing some asshole shit. Sure. But this is, this is vengeance, pure and simple. And it's right. It's just, it, this is, this is justice. It, it wasn't justice. punitive. No. You know, she didn't like forget her wallet and then make the, and bring the cousins or the sister-in-law's wallet and make right, her pay for dinner. Right. That would have made her an asshole. For that would have sure. made her an asshole. But yeah, this no, is but saying, Hey, you forgot your wallet. You frequently forget your wallet. You're not going to play that game. Let's, yeah. let's stick to the fucking basic etiquette of going out to eat with people who aren't married to you. This isn't a date. You're my sister-in-law. I didn't even choose that. Well, you kind of did, but. In a, in a very yeah. roundabout way. Right, that, but, that was just but like, she, I didn't choose for you to be my sister-in-law. Yeah, she was in the fine print. Yeah. I think the way that I would have handled it was not to have taken the wallet and just to have demanded Venmo or Cash App right there yeah. or have said, then I would have been a dick to the server. We're paying for these items and that's her bill and she doesn't have her wallet. So she's going to have to figure that out. I think the better way to handle this would have just been to turn to them when they're in the car and say, oh, hey, do you have your wallet? Yeah. You forgot it last time. I figured I'd you know, help you out, do you a solid and do it in a friendly way in the car before you leave. Hey, do you have your wallet this this time? This is the big, this is the big gotcha moment because she knew through the entirety of dinner that the sister-in-law did not have her wallet. Yeah. And in that way, that feels kind of, now that you're kind of framing like that, I'm not, again, not saying this person is an asshole, but it feels kind of like there is maybe an intent to poke the bear, so to speak. She put a little English on it. For sure. For sure. And so maybe, you know, what did Michelle Obama say? When they go low, we go high, right? You know, it feels like she maybe stooped a little bit, didn't take quite the whole step down <laughs> to this other level, but maybe like, you know, kind of just grazed her toe on it. Yeah, yeah. I think this person might possibly have asshole tendencies, but yeah. in this circumstance, the sister-in-law nah. is such a massive asshole that you, you kind of have to, uh, you, you have to forgive the little, the little bit of extra. Yeah, and and if there's any assholeness, it's probably yeah, it's probably a little justified at least this time. There's a place on the internet where people regularly draw conclusions about things that they don't have all the information for. So we're not alone. Uh, but that place is called R slash conspiracy on Reddit. And I have a post here from user Windy Shrimp. And they write, Sandra Bullock uses baby peen face cream, baby penis face cream. (laughs) They clarify, I'm not even joking. She was talking about it on Ellen. She uses cream made from foreskin of Korean babies. Super gross. People throughout history claim benefits of the blood of the young, maybe the flesh as well. Anyway, here's the clip. And there is a YouTube video, which I clicked. And does she, she says it? I'm going to play the audio for you right oh, now. Oh, no. I like Sandra Bullock, too. She was America's sweetheart. She's still America's sweetheart. She's not Korea's, it doesn't sound like. <laughs> okay, let's yes. talk about this facial that you're obsessed with. Well, you push in whatever the facialist would like to insert into your pores. But what is it? It is an extraction from a, um, a, a, um, a piece of skin... Uh, that came from a young person 
um, far, far away, and they somehow figured out how to extract. It's foreskin from a Korean baby. I... It's like, it's. <laughs> That's what it is. I, no, okay. Who I comes don't, up no, with I this? I don't think, I don't think, it's not like I'm lying there with little pieces all over my face. It's like, it's. Who thinks of collecting it and, was, and yeah, having who, it for, we'll do something with this and someday. And why didn't we come up with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd be yeah. rich. And so, so we call it, I, well, I call it the penis facial. And I think, I think when you see how good it is to your face, you too will run to your local facialist and say, Put give some... me the penis. It's going to happen. <laughs> give me the penis. Yeah. That's what you're going to say. I'm never going to say How that. About, it's uh, pretty, uh, pretty damning. I would say, I would say <laughs> like, it's not, there's, she doesn't really leave any Ellen just kind of, you know, comes right out and, and says, you know, it's, foreskin from korean babies yeah so i i think we've got sander pretty pretty dead to rights on this one it would appear that user wendy shrimp has uncovered the missing piece of the QAnon conspiracy that proves that the, the wealthy liberals in charge of hollywood and you know the global government in addition to manufacturing global pandemics have also been cannibalizing children foreskin gate and this is just one of their many uses i mean i have to know the process. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It seems. Well, fucked. I actually did look up the process. No, oh, I did. Yeah, this is a show with real <laughs> researches. Oh man! All right, what is it? What is it? It uses a high uh, high pressure water to cleanse, exfoliate, and extract impurities and hydrate. Then the same machines used to push antioxidants quote deep into the skin. LED lights are then used to enhance the treatment by fighting acne-causing bacteria and to stimulate collagen production. The light helps with skin resurfacing to diminish the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, and large pores and dark spots, but without using a harsh laser. And then the next step is they, they use that roller with, the, uh, with those microneedles to push these uh, fibroblasts, which are cells harvested from donated foreskins. Like now I feel bad because I didn't I we didn't have my my son Roman circumcised and now I'm worried that there might be some Hollywood starlet going without her treatment. <laughs> but here's okay just just to be clear though, right? The donated foreskins. The little Korean boys are not donating their foreskins, right? The, somebody is doing that on their behalf because I'm pretty sure pretty sure if you could ask those little korean baby boys if they wanted to have their foreskin chopped off they'd probably say no it's, it seems really it seems really fucked up <laughs> it just seems really fucked up i'm well, horrified honestly, i'm on i'm on the fence about circumcision either way like now you know i i made the decision for my my babyest baby boy to to not be circumcised so if you're listening to this roman like say 15 years from now I apologize for talking about your penis to another adult man on the internet. <laughs> Sorry. Like, think of it also as an investment. It's almost like keeping your keeping your shit in its original packaging so you can sell it on eBay later. Like, yeah. Think about it. Maybe the reason they're using infant foreskins is because there's so many of them. But so um, many, so many people in particularly in, in Western societies with the Abrahamic religions engage in in circumcisions. What supposedly makes it special is the fact that it's baby foreskin. Because it's got these magical, magical cells that are super like, I'm ready to live. Yeah. And then if you're a, you know, a, a skeletal Hollywood starlet, you can then 
prick your face full of needles and jam that that joie de vivre right back into your life. Man, those Hollywood coastal elites have always been on weird shit. You know, I remember reading about. <laughs> uh, I remember I'm a huge Steve McQueen fan, and he got all into like coffee enemas, like the late '70s and early '80s. That does sound pretty fucking amazing. A coffee like, enema? Oh it. yeah, I would do it. Boofing coffee? Hell yeah! <laughs> Especially when it's like super hot. Just like right out of like <laughs> like 211 degrees, just under boiling, just push that sucker up there. At, at that point, you're cooking your you're cooking your giblets there, bud. Well, that's that's what's that's how I'm training them to move. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just oh. seems uh, I don't know. I mean, whatever. There's weird shit and everything, but it just seems a little fucked up in a world increasingly uh, in a world uh, increasing- in a world oh, increasingly <laughs> awoken to consent and agency. It just seems like there's a there's a degree of agency and consent maybe missing from the production of this product. Well, that, that's also I, I think maybe the difference between like American and Korean parenting. There's no agency in Korea before the age of safe your parents are dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and also, also though, I noticed that they didn't say North or South Korean, which I think is an important distinction. It is an important distinction, except that I would think that it would have to be South Korean. I don't know. This sounds like some North Korean shit to me. It's like... <laughs> The reason why I think it's South Korean is because I don't think that these Hollywood liberals would be caught dead injecting not sustainably harvested foreskins that were that were like free trade, fair trade, fair trade foreskins. Maybe that's why Dennis Rodman goes over there so often is because he's <laughs> he's he's the he's the foreskin cream plug for Sandra Bullock. He's the guy. He's the middleman. He's man. the guy. Yeah. He's the guy. He goes over there, plays basketball, and comes back with those basketballs. Just instead of air, they're just crammed full <laughs> of foreskins. It just, it just seems strange. It's just, uh, yeah. And and the thing is, like, I don't even know why they would put that on TV because they know fucking QAnon's out there looking for signs that Hollywood elites are trafficking children and cannibalizing them in a in a twisted reprisal of the fucking uh, protocols of the elders of Zion. I just feel like Ellen's show, uh, my uh, my ex. Loved Ellen. We watched it all the time. Uh, and then it turns out Ellen was a huge piece of shit. Yeah. And it, and then it, like a lot of the bits, when you go back and kind of see him, it's like, oh, she's she's making fun of this person. Like the whole what she's doing is she's not laughing with them. She's laughing at them. And that's kind of it seems like she was trying to make Sandra Bullock look like a fool. And I guess she did. It just made it just made Sandra Bullock look strange. I don't know. I think it made her look young. She doesn't look that young. I mean, she looks young <laughs> in the sense that, like, she's like sixty. No, she looks like she's sixty. That's had a lot of work done. <laughs> I mean, she's still an attractive woman. It's because she's she's jammed a lot of little baby penises into her face. I- yeah, and there are like there are older there are older women in Hollywood that don't appear to have had a lot of work done that are still. Um, Jennifer Connelly is literally timeless. Jennifer Connelly, yeah, same thing. And I mean, you know, who knows what they... Nicole Kidman used to... Like, she was to me in the 90s. Eyes wide shut, Nicole Kidman. Oh, man, just so hot. Sexual awakening there. Meanwhile, in the late 90s, she looked at you and was like, that's a little boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, she was like, can I put some of your foreskin foreskin on my face? (laughs) And oh, by the way, do your testicles move? Uh, (laughs) Only to the sweet, sweet dulcet tunes of Rick Reynolds, who was kind enough to allow us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, uh, which you can find on Amazon, iTunes and Spotify. Will, do you have any social media or plugs that you'd like to put out to the world? Um, I'm on Instagram. 
Instagram is D-R-C-R-O-X-T-X. That's pretty much it. Barack Obama follows me on Twitter, which is kind of oh, cool. shit. I'm not on Twitter. Like, I have one. Is it one. the real Barack Obama? Like, you are wasting your account. Verified. Verified. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, he follows, like, tons of people. And I'm like, there are, like, uh, millions of people on Twitter, and he only follows 250,000. So I am part of the minority. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what I did or what I, I probably... At some point, said something, you know, added him. You're like, I'm going to donate $100,000 to Barack Obama's campaign. Twitter was like, follow. You know, you know that Key and peel where it's like Barack Obama and he's like shaking. He's like in the basketball. He's like shakes, shakes the hands of like the white people. And it's very official. And he shakes the hands, you know, like the black people. And he's like doing the daps and stuff. That's how I feel. But on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> With Barack Obama. I feel like we have that kind of relationship where Barack Obama came up to me. <laughs> that, that kind of Twitter connection? Yeah, where Barack Obama came up to me, we, you know, we do like the the handshake and like go into like the, the half dude hug. <laughs> I feel like that's 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 what Barry and I are, that we're, we're close like that. But no, other than that, no social media. My social media, you can find me personally at Foodicide. That's F-O-O-D-I-C-I-D-E. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find the podcast at Wreck Your Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Ooh, you want to see my you want to see my TikTok game blow up? Yeah, I will never install TikTok because that's owned by the Chinese state media. Don't worry, yeah, it'll get recycled onto Facebook soon enough. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm on Instagram, <laughs> and I feel like that's bad enough. That's, I see, I fa- see. That's everything. what Facebook Reels are for. Facebook Reels are for you. To, uh, it's just another place to post your TikTok. Exactly, exactly. So that way, your mom can see them. <laughs> Three weeks later. Yeah. And and you know what? Wherever you are listening to this show, whether it be on your Apple device, Spotify, it doesn't matter. They all have rating systems. So go to whatever your native podcaster, catcher, listening device rating system and leave us the maximum number of stars that it allows. If it's a four-star scale, we'd like all four. If it's a five-star scale, we would like all five. If you can manage more than the recommended number of stars for that system, by all means, blow them away. But if between now and when next we meet, you're wondering what country your penis-based beauty products are coming from, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart.